related right. all the way back oh to the composer Johann Strauss. So I've always had music around my house, but it was mostly classical music and, you know, rock like the Beatles and, you know, really great classic rock songs. And I saw the movie Crossroads. And, you know, from the age I am, everybody assumes that, you know, that it's the Britney Spears Crossroads. <laughs> but no, it's the real Crossroads. And um, I just remember the scene at the end when Vi comes out and hits that big note and he goes in that ripping solo and it's so cool. It was so amazing and I just felt like, wow, like, you know, I played guitar a little bit at the time, but I wasn't any good and I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any real chops, I wasn't really that passionate about it. And then as soon as I saw that scene in that movie, I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And from that moment forward, it was, uh, the rest is history. Well, when I started, I started playing guitar at 13 and, uh, I played my first show pretty soon after, actually, pretty shortly after, within a few probably a few months of starting to play guitar. And I just really never took no for an answer. You know, people would ask how old I was, I would lie and say I was older, and I would go in and play shows. You know, we play a lot of clubs where you had to be 18 or 21 to play, and I'd have to wait in the parking lot because I didn't have an ID. And, uh, you know, just wait in the parking lot with my guitar warming up. And it was perfect, actually, because everybody had to set up my stuff. I never had to set up my own equipment back in those days because I wasn't allowed in. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was kind of awesome. Now I set my own stuff all the time. Anytime I'm not on the tour with Alice, you know, I have to go in and set up all my own gear, all my own pedals. So I kind of miss being 13, 14, 15 and not being allowed inside before the show. Uh, but it, you know, it was fun. I just, I started touring, I started playing at 13, started touring at 15. And uh, I would literally just get on stage with any band that would have me. I didn't care if it was rock, metal, pop playing with a hip-hop artist, playing guitar for like a DJ with, you know, doing a DJ set and doing a solo in the middle of the DJ set. I never really cared who it was. I just wanted to be on stage playing. And that's what ended up serving me really well in the long run because it got me in front of a lot of people. I think the big, you know, the dream as a hired gun is to be seen by a lot of people, to be seen by the right people. And if you play in front of enough eyes, the right eyes are going to see you at some point. And that's what ended up happening over and over in my career. And I think, you know, people ask a lot what my good, what's some good advice for guitar players or for musicians in general that want to get to this point. And the best advice is play every single show as if it's the show of your life and as if that one person is there that can take you up to that next level, that can get your band signed or that can put you right on the stage you want to be on. Because you never know when that person's going to be there. And I will say, totally honestly, that every single time in my life that something big has happened, I had no clue that it was going to be from that show. It just comes up. My first influence absolutely is Steve Vai. You know, it definitely has always been about Vi. And I think I'm still aspiring at this point in my career to be as cool as Steve Vai was in Crossroads. Uh, or as cool as Steve Vai is in general. Um, and then, of course, you know, I was always into the shred stuff. I was always into Satriani and Marty Friedman and Jason Becker and Paul Gilbert and Dream Theater. You know, I've always sort of look up to this high level of playing. And I think if you look up to this high level, if you reach for that high level, you're always that's the only way to attain a good, you know, to attain good technique, you attain a high level, is to compare yourself and aspire to the greatest musicians. Um, it never really occurred to me to seek out a female influence, a female musician, and say like, I get asked a lot, who was your, you know, who were your heroes growing up? Was it um, Lita Ford and Hart? And, 
it's so interesting for me because it never occurred to me to to think about something like that to say like I'm a girl so I have to find a girl to look up to and of course now there's so many incredible female guitar players and you know the greatest of course I think being Jennifer Batten and you know there's Orianti and Courtney and Nikki from the Iron Maidens and Gabrielle Kedekiti and Gretchen Men and you know and Jen Majora who's in Evanescence now and Neely Brosh there's so many incredible female guitar players out now that it's so cool to be a small part of that wave, you know? And I see a lot of parents now bringing their kids to shows and I get a lot of messages on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that saying, I brought my daughter to the show and then the next day she asked for a guitar for her birthday. And that's probably the coolest thing that I can even think of at all in the world, you know? If, if one little girl each day says, I want a guitar for my birthday, then we did a good thing. We did a good thing that day. Passion and Warfare, for sure. Steve Vai, Passion and Warfare was a huge, huge influence for me. Um, you know, as a young musician, I really just was devouring anything I could get my hands on. And, you know, I was always, I was always into the heavy stuff. I was into Metallica, Pantera, Megadeth, and Slayer, and all that stuff. And that's probably why I didn't have any friends my own age. <laughs> you know, because no, nobody really knew was into that stuff. But I was just going, you know, looking at magazines, finding whatever I could get my hands on uh, to uh, to learn more about this kind of music that I loved so much that I didn't know anything at all about. So it's just sort of like a blur of like, oh my god, what else can I find? Growing up, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now, and when I was playing shows, we really like, when I was, you know, starting out playing around LA, we really created our own scene. We created our own music scene. There wasn't like this big burgeoning rock scene like you always hear about. You know, we play all the same clubs. We played the Whiskey, Roxy, Viper Room, Cat Club, you know, Key Club, which is now gone or is something else. Um, but it's it was totally different. We had to make our own situation. You know, we had to find other bands. We had to book, you know, a lot of times, and even now, bands are just finding other bands that work together and booking shows together because that's what you have to do to create a cool scene. So I've had the privilege a few times in my life of being a part of creating a cool rock scene to play shows, creating a cool situation of a bunch of bands that are all friends, that all will support each other and come out to each other's shows. And that's the coolest part for me about being in an original band and something that I really miss now being out of that scene is that kind of camaraderie of we're building something together, let's do something together. Because that was really a big part of my formative years as a musician. I was sort of at the tail end of the magazine craze, but I still have so many. I remember as a kid, my dad was always into garage sales. My dad would always go to garage sales, and he brought home this huge box of old Guitar World magazines. And uh, and I would flip through these magazines, and I would learn all the tabs. I learned all these Nirvana songs and Metallica songs, and you know anything that was in the tabs, I would try to learn, like learn the lessons and. That's how I got exposed to so many great guitar players. Um, so I was playing with Femme Fatale on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and uh, it's you know the cruise is just such a hotbed of musicians and cool stuff going on. And uh, in the crowd that night watching was Kip Winger, and we started talking after the show. And Kip said, you know, what are you up to? You know, besides this, what are you, are you doing anything else? And I was like, man, you know, I'm looking for a gig. If you hear of anything. He said, well, I might, have, I might have a couple ideas, you know, we'll keep in touch. And uh, Kip, of course, played in Alice Cooper's band in uh, the late 80s. And when a few, a few weeks later, when he heard that Alice was looking for a guitar player, 
Um, he called me up and helped me set up an audition, and uh, the rest is history. You know, Kip was uh, really instrumental in bringing it all together. And again, it just goes to show you, play each show as if it's the show of your life, because this was, I think we went on at 12.30 in the morning in a tiny little vault in the bottom of a cruise ship. And that was the gig that ended up getting me here, playing with Alice Cooper. So it really is all about just performing your ass off every single time, no matter what. And as far as Alice, it's really a dream come true as a young guitar player to stand on stage with somebody that is that much of a professional and that much of a legend. You know, Alice is so inspiring to all of us every single day, and he never gets tired on stage, he never complains, he never, anything, he, you know, he always gets up and does what needs to be done. And it's our job to keep up with him, you know, and especially, I'm 29, he's 68, I believe, and I'm still as winded after the shows as he is, you know, he's a, a true performer and, and a true legend, I'm really, really just so lucky to be a part of this band and be a part of this experience. You know, it's, it's an interesting perspective that I have playing guitar for Alice because I get to see the impact that these great songs from the 70s and 80s have on such a huge generation. Such a, there's no generational gap in this fan base. You know, there's little kids, you know, five to six years old with the Alice Cooper makeup and the top hat and everything on, to teenagers, to, you know, my age, to grown-ups, you know, and even my mom saw Alice Cooper for the first time when my mom was in eighth grade. And now I get to stand on stage and play these iconic songs for such a huge mix of people and, you know, from all generations and all walks of life, it touches everybody. And that, I think, really goes to show you what great songwriting can do, that it reaches everybody everybody and touches everybody equally. So it's really incredible to be a part of.